and a fine early morning to you, Brent. Uh, Another podcast for two people episode after a long hiatus of just living our best lives. I know shit's fucked up right now, but we're back, so it's not all bad. It's it's going to be, man. It's how uh, everyone's lives are right now. I was unemployed for two months. I was woefully employed forever. <laughs> forever and <laughs> ever. Forever. Yeah, I, uh... Dealing I, with, like, epic epic Karen meltdowns. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't shave my head this time. It's actually quite long and shaggy. I'm going for the, uh, Joel from Last of Us. Got my long hair. I, I didn't play part two. I don't really feel like it. Uh, I've got enough dour sadness going on around me. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird that the, our last episode was uh, fucking come and see and then just yeah. s- silence. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was that was needed. But it's, it's probably good that we come back so people know that we didn't like, you know, just sit in a rocking chair facing the corner of our rooms, you know? Yeah. But now we're back with another uh, tense and depressing movie. Holy shit, was it tense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this yeah. is uh, it's literally more more tense than speed. I would say. Wow. Yeah. Pop quiz, hot shot. Oh no. <laughs> uh, the movie we watched today yeah. was Sorcerer. Um, our yeah. second freaking flick. Which, yeah. Um. Well, you know, give a quick background. I'm known for The Exorcist. Yeah. That. I mean, I'd say, I'd say that. That's probably uh, what you know. Yeah. French Connection. Ooh. That's movie. spicy. That's a movie I gotta watch sometime. Um, that's it. No, he's made other <laughs> movies that are really good. He did. A, I'm pretty sure he did Killer Joe. Oh, with uh, Conaghy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maddie McConaughey. Which is like a really solid. I don't know if we ever watched it. No, no. We'll do that sometime. Every time you ask me if I've seen Killer Joe, I'm like, yeah, and then I remember that I'm thinking no. of the word, uh, the, the movie my Mud. Name, yeah. My, my name, name is Mud. <laughs> my name is Mud. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not at all the same movie. So Sorcerer, man, um, pretty fucking sweet. There's there's a lot of different actors and uh, not too many actresses in this. It's a it's just a man fueled. Uh, <laughs> it's a man's journey. Truck trucking. Trucking. Uh, tense trucking. There's almost there, there's, there's no fuck. Ze- there is zero fucking. But uh, there is a lot of trucking. There is some trucking. Uh, I'd say that like the the primary name that we really had to get out there is uh, Roy Scheider. Roy Scheider. Yeah, Jawman. Shark, shark, Sharkman. Big, yeah, the Jaws, the Big Nose Man. Yeah, you might remember him as being uh, that guy, every dad, but on boat with big stick, and uh, he says, "Gonna need a bigger boat." He's uh, he's in um the Cronenberg movie uh, Naked Lunch, the ad- adaptation of the William S. Burroughs novel, which is a fucked up movie. I only watched it once. I don't think I was ready for it. Yeah. But I think if I go back, I'll have like a newfound appreciation for it because I have my brain. Yeah. It's bigger. It's bigger. I'm like... Are you mid-galactic brain? Yeah. It's like, whoa, where do you work out? And I'm like... Andre Tarkovsky films. (laughs) 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 No. But, um, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, he's in that. A bit of trivia that I would like to know is if Roy Scheider ever starred in a film that was not based on a book. No. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm not even going to look through his acting credits. No, just, nope. it's it's probably long. He's like, I'll um, do it if it's based off a book. Yeah. That's my Roy Scheider. I don't... He had a... And I might have the wrong character, uh, but in this film, he had big-time Goimon Ishikawa vibes from uh, Lupin the Third. Remember the dude with, like, the pointy oh, the beard? Oh, and that. And he they, has that, they the got they're fucking slick ass hats. Yeah, dude. They look like they stepped out of a 1930s time machine. Yeah. And like, they're just like, we're going to run this town, see? see? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> you thought you had high promise in the future, see? You thought wrong. <laughs> you didn't think Lucky Eyes the Third would, <laughs> would catch on to you, did Keep you? on the third! Yeah. yeah, and then he comes in to, to steal the monies. But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. We have like um, like I w- what would you say like thirty minutes? Thirty minutes in the beginning of this film is uh, kind of like prologues. Yeah. Set up all of our characters. Um, I don't want to say it was wrong. Um, was the was the fellow in Jerusalem? Was he like a revolutionary or was he a terrorist? Was he the one that set off a bomb? Um, I mean, yeah, I think him and his group. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. 
I don't want to get. I don't want to get into like the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. That is something I am grossly uneducated on. Yeah, he was. Uh, He's definitely part of that some way or another. They actually filmed that with the cooperation of Israeli security forces. The 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 team we see storming that building is actually like was actually an Israeli security team. They filmed that in cooperation with them. Yeah, because I was gonna say that was a pretty practiced maneuver. Uh, So we we kind of have this. we like to refer to it as a dead or alive setup where we go to multiple locations all over the world, but at the same time, uh-huh. uh, if and you, yeah, go play dead or alive five story mode. Um, make sure you download all 972 character DLCs. <laughs> you fucking bitch. You yeah. Fuck, they're they're you only, a, they're only a hundred dollars each. Yeah. Fuck you. You fuck <laughs> spitting fuck. on the mic, <laughs> spitting at the mic. Yeah. Fuck you. Uh, all the costumes, you need them. But yeah, so like we get we get introduced to uh, uh, Roy's character, which uh, his name is Scanlan. Scanlan. So like, uh, I, I'd have to fucking obviously delve real deep, but uh, towards Scammer. the end there, yeah, Scan, <laughs> Scanlan, Scanlan the the robber man. Um, there was a there was a character in in the first campaign of a critical role. Okay. Played by Sam Regal, who did the voice for uh, Teddy in P4. Oh, nice. Okay, And yeah. uh, just a fucking million and two other things. Um, as there's literally only 12 voice actors in the world. Yeah, they've, uh, they've all, like, eaten each other and gone, <laughs> gotten big and strong. <laughs> Sam Regal has a big enough mouth to do it. But um, his, his character uh, was a bard named Scanlan Shorthold. And he was, like, a bit of a fucking robber man, a little scammer boy. So I was kind of like, hmm, but, you know, I don't know how uh, common the name Scanlan is. This is literally only the second time in my entire life that I've even read it. And uh, in Scanlan's prologue, it's uh, he's with, like, a, I'm guessing, like, Irish gang. Yeah, yeah. Which is in Jersey. Um, apparently they shot, it was based off a real-life, um, like, church robbery. Okay. And they actually filmed that three blocks from the actual church where it occurred. No shit. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um... The heist goes terribly wrong, and he doesn't really escape. I guess he gets out on bail. Yeah. Um, and also, we were talking about this earlier, but yeah. An opinion that I read earlier that just kind of really brought to life for me how much I like it. Heist movies, right? Yes. We like big scores, right? We like, you know, heat, yeah. big-ass bank heist. heist. Terrific. Terrific heist. Even like a notions heist. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Fun. Yeah. Fun times. But I like uh, just really dirty, shitty heists. Like uh, the trust. Yeah, like, oh, we're gonna fucking... We, our lives have gone to shit over, like, a fucking, like, $10,000... Yeah. Like, heist dog, job. Doggy that, dog. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Thing, <laughs> like, things of that nature. Just, 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 just so disgusting good. and petty. So good. Like, yeah, oh, uh, yeah, there's no way that they're gonna do the one job and get out. And a really good shot is uh, Roy Scheider's character, Scanlan, mm-hmm. um, like, lying face up in the road covered in blood and, like, single dollar, dollar bills and pennies. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what's my kind of What's heist. the cost? What's the cost? <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking Reservoir Dogs. Mm, okay, there's, yeah. There's, uh, I feel like... I, man, it's kind of hard to say. Um, I don't really hear a lot of people talk about Sorcerer. Um, it did not do well. Yeah, so it's kind of like I can't it's, really say that like a lot of things borrowed from this. But I got Also, vibes. I haven't met... Um, get this out of the way quick. Yeah. It's... A remake, but not a remake, as uh-huh. uh, William Friedkin would adamantly uh, say, um, of the film *The Wages of Fear*, based on the novel *The, the Wages, Wages of, of Fear*. Fear. Yep. Um, I'm gonna get my names mixed up, but Henry George uh, Clouseau. Okay. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. I don't know French. I'm sorry. Where's the director? He directed the film. We grew up here. Yes. And uh, <laughs> what was it like? Oh, I can't remember the author's name in the book. I'm not. I'm not gonna look it up. But I'm sorry. Very disrespectful, I know, but yeah, yeah, it's a, a retelling of the Wages of Fear, mm-hmm. which I'll probably end up watching at some point. That sounds fun. That sounds really fun. Yeah, I was gonna say like that that whole kind of like getaway scene, uh, uh, like we were kind of talking about with uh, uh, To Live and Die in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, during the film. That kind of driveaway scene really reminded me a lot of. To live and die in L.A. We'll have to watch the French Connection because mm-hmm. there is like, 
he wanted to outdo himself. Okay. In the live and die in L.A. Yeah. From the French Connection. Okay. Um, also, he was very demanding with that car crash. Yes. Like he, they very specifically wanted the car to crash the way it did. Really. And like knock over a hydrant. They. they I mean, it was pretty fucking apparently good. Apparently, they spent like two weeks setting it up, and like luckily that I think they did it on like the first take. No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that. When I when I saw that, I was like, okay, so that was either divine providence <laughs> or uh, just painstakingly set up because it was really good. And yeah, really I mean, good. for those who don't know, um, freaking, he has like a kind of a reputation for being like pretty much insane to work with. It, Very yeah. demanding. Yeah, I think I remember reading as much when I was uh, when I had read up about uh, the Exorcist. Yeah, cause, right. I remember. I remember. I never knew, but like, there's that part where they're. Uh, they're like rocking, mm-hmm. uh, Linda, Linda Blair. Yes, Linda Blair in like the in the bed, and she's actually screaming in real pain. Yeah, because they were slamming her into like a fucking like like post or something that they set up for the for the for the yanker. Yeah, and then uh, he was uh, he pulls a lot of uh, pages from Hitchcock's books, yeah, and uh, in his directing style, uh, not just from like. Let's get real reactions and so on and so forth, but just like the painstaking <laughs> need for perfection mm-hmm. on a, on a on a single take, and is not afraid of making his actors and actresses do fifty to a hundred takes to get what it what it takes to get the perfect shot. Um, it was filmed in, like, I think, South America. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, but I think they filmed all over there, like Ecuador, um, other places too. But like, yeah, uh, like a lot of the cast got fucking amoebic dysentery. Sounds disgusting. From working in, like, the marsh, marshland, the swamplands. Yeah, because a lot of those shots, you know that they have to be in water that has been standing still for a long time. And anyone that knows most, I, I would say it's, it's fairly common knowledge. You don't want to be... Yeah, you don't want to, like, fuck around with standing water. Dead yeah, water. Just, you just all that fucking bog rot in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, uh, going through high school even, learning about the Vietnam War, you understand how fucking awful jungle-like settings can be. Uh, so filming something in a jungle setting where you have a director that is like, okay, we're going to get the perfect shot, so get ready to hang out waist-deep in this shit for a long time. Um, and one of the other things that I was kind of wondering about was like, uh, I kind of want to see an injury log, you yeah. know, whether it's from, uh, like you said, with, with the sicknesses or like just like snake bites, spider bites, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing or just like slipping, falling, hurting yourself. Uh, it kind of reminds me like it's kind of a theme of the movie, too. Yeah. Or just like, I mean, the wages of fear, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently they call it sorcerer because it was the wizard of fate. That's actually one of the. Two, one of the two trucks in the movie is uh, named, named Sorcerer. Um, I was thinking of this scene where Kasem, uh, or the guy played by, what was his name, Amalu? Yeah, Amadou. Amadou. Amadou? I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. I'm Amadou. Uh, he's like, they're yeah, trying to like hoist that oil pipe. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, just, just really shit work. Shitty, shitty work that has to happen. Pay. And not white people land. Yep. But it's run by white people because they can get away with it. Exactly, yeah. It's, uh, it, it brought back a lot of memories of, well, why don't we want this Keystone Pipeline, you know, even just in the stateside. Now, imagine that with way less regulations and no one to say no in a different country. Because uh, you can literally pay half of a penny to the you know to a dollar of whatever work needs to be fucking done. Yeah, I can't imagine those people are getting paid much. No, I mean like we saw we saw the shanty shanty village. Yeah, they live in like diarrhea thing. shacks. Yeah, diarrhea shacks like all bunked up together. Uh, kind of harkened me back to thinking about like um, only somewhat better looking than like work camps. Well, because yeah, there was like camp. oh my god yeah days days gone <laughs> reference. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, just like absolute fucking squalor, uh, and all of our characters end up 
in this little shitty shanty town thing. Yeah, I, I, I could, keep wanting to call sure it a city, but it's definitely not. Yeah, it's like a village, basically. It's uh, from fucking uh, District District Nine. <laughs> yeah, it's the cockroach people town. Like, yeah, it was in like the marsh. Yeah, exactly, and like they've got the the one little bar that they can hang out in, and so uh, without giving away too much of what uh, the characters had kind of gotten up to and everything, you we got have it. oh yeah yeah Go we ahead. have like. We have a scam guy, we got a robber guy, we've got some like let's call him a domestic terrorist if if something else. <laughs> yeah. And then some like kind of just older guy that's been living around there for a while, um, and we also see a hitman yeah. at the beginning of the film, and somehow divine providence or faith. Uh, brings them all together in this small little place, uh, essentially trying to run away from their problems or lay low for a while, and um, working at like oil fields and just like doing the shit work, like you said, like trying to like lay pipe, like fat fucking oil pipes um, for pretty much nothing, just in order to like keep existing without, you know, getting thrown in prison or. Uh, you know. Yeah, we're kind of reminded very often of, like, it's pretty much a fascist state they're living in. Yes. Yeah, very much so. It's just cause four. Except, <laughs> uh, no one's coming around with their jetpacks and, and their wing bungee things. And, yeah. Grappling yeah. hook bomb or whatever the fuck. Grappling hooking a fucking cow to an acetylene tank and shooting the acetylene tank and watching the cow fly into space. Cool. Yeah. While... While Shider's just like sitting, yeah. sipping that fucking Johnny Walker Red, yeah. and so like uh, th- they somewhat get acquainted with each other here and there. Like but they um, all kind of know each other, but yeah, just kind of go about their own shit. Yeah, and like uh, uh, robber guy and scammer boy, kind of end up being like, "Hey man, the the fuck you here for?" Because they're you know the minority. Say, uh, scammer boy is played by uh, Bruno Cremer, I believe his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sadly passed away in 2010. Um, was uh, Serrano in quotes. Yes. But his real name was like something French. Anyways, right. <laughs> <laughs> he is a Frenchman. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I don't want to get bogged down looking at the cast right now. We just we just do these off the cuff. We do these off the cuff. So cuff bro. We're very professional. Yes. Um, All of the profesh. Yeah. yeah, he was like some sort of I don't know, like investment banker. Yeah. Who just was facing some serious fraud charges? His partner mm-hmm. blew his fucking head off. Yep. In a, in his nice Porsche. Yeah. And then he just pretty much just like saw the heat coming and just fucking booked fucking it. Bailed. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone, I would like to say that uh, it it does such an excellent job setting everything up, and it does spend quite a bit of time doing these prologues. But by the time that you actually end up in the primary setting, you feel very much so acquainted with the characters you know who they are you know what they're about uh you know you know the kind of people that they are and so when they are all met with um a life-changing opportunity a lucrative but very dangerous job yeah uh pretty fucking fun they're offered eight thousand pesos for it and they are told uh, you could die. You very, you will probably die. And you've got to be real good at driving a truck. And it's actually, they had a lot of applicants. Which yeah. You see? Just yeah, that like, was fun. That was a fun fucking montage of like people just being like, "Yeah, dude, I'm good at driving a truck." Everybody else who was just so fucking desperate. Yeah. Just to probably get out of their fucking shitty, shitty yeah. life. And it wouldn't be a podcast for two people episode without talking about inflation. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you come here for money talk and we're here with it uh but yeah no like i kind of tried to get like a vague i don't sense know of if how the much... numbers you get no back... i try to get a vague sense of of what that money was like uh so essentially using uh, a converter to figure out the pesos worth the, the, by Google, yeah, Google via converter. via Google, Google converter. So like eight thousand pesos in like today's pesos is an insane amount of money, and then you fucking convert that into American dollars, uh, and um, it's like three point two million dollars. 
I so can't, it's obviously probably not that high. I could not imagine that that is the dollar amount that they were going no, to pay no, each of those. No, no, likely not because uh, again inflation and everything like that. So <laughs> it was it was probably honestly closer to maybe two hundred thousand dollars. There's a part towards the end where he's driving with one, of the, or they're driving. It's like twenty thousand for each of us. I don't know if he's referring to pesos or he's referring to dollars. Like if he knows the, yeah. anyways. Enough money to get the fuck out of... <laughs> yeah, and start anew. Yeah. No longer have to really hide. You could pay for a new identity and, and hide out in the States. And, um, yeah, like, uh, uh, one of the one of the truck drivers uh, ends up taking a back seat, and then uh, we get to see much more of the Hitman character, who's pretty interesting. Um, not at all really how I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it, it had so many fucking twists and turns. And the way that they filmed it, I gotta say, like, it did a really good job making it so we didn't know how it was going to end. Yeah. And um, it gets trippy at points. Uh, the tense parts will literally have you holding your breath. And it's about trucks. It's about guys driving trucks. <laughs> but it, it's South America, so it's like if you've ever seen a movie in that setting, you know it's dangerous terrain uh very very thin roadways around mountains uh un like not roads yeah. just mud holes that kind of go through some jungle well, the thing i was thinking of is like they're 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 riding on like high mountain mm-hmm. like sloped uh roads yeah that like is room for it's like a one-way road yes but there's like I don't know if it's, like, denoted at some point. Right. It's, like, you're only driving this way on this road. Yep. But, like, so if somebody was coming, would somebody on the other side know that? Right. I don't know. We've got got some good things, like, that help us nowadays Mm -hmm. where it's, like, there will be points where things are wide enough that you can actually sit and wait for someone to pass you uh, when there's something that says, like, you'll actually have a sign that will let you know if someone is coming. Mm-hmm. And it will turn off when there's no one coming. Now, if that malfunctioned, that would be bad. But um, back in, you know, the 70s, that's not a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting point. It's like, do does one guy just, like, jump out of his car or, like, drive his car off the cliff so you can drive around <laughs> him? Or does he reverse while you drive forward? It probably it's it, that it, that probably wasn't even a road meant for vehicles, honestly. Oh yeah, yeah, because like you'll see them you'll see them drive across things that you would never consider driving on. Um, that being said, it doesn't feel completely like how do I want to put it impossible, just improbable. Also, considering their payload. Yeah. Yeah, and the pay, they're willing to get that truck across whatever the fuck they need to get it across. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, the wages of fear, for sure. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty tense scenes of trying to direct a driver around hairpin turns or across exceptionally dangerous hazardous terrain, um, which... Honestly, like, probably with us talking about it, it doesn't sound as cool as it is. Take our word for it. <laughs> it's pretty fucking tense. Uh, it's, it's very violent, actually. Graphic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, hazardous terrain. Uh, well, there's, pretty... like, there's, like, an oil derrick explosion. Yeah. And people just burn to a fucking crisp. Yeah, that's, like, a solid, like, two-minute, like, burning, burning uh, uh, oil field scene. Of just corpses and I mean, stuff. I mean, like, the, literally the first scene in the movie is, like, a building in Jerusalem being fucking exploded. Yeah. And just people. Yeah. Uh, and then, the like... The people, like, getting the... The culprits getting fucking gunned down. Yeah. Just right there. Uh, after the oil derrick explodes and uh, the corpses are brought back to the families, that's another pretty intense scene. And, uh, you know, like, uh, the, the total fucking riot and unrest that, uh, follows that immediately thereafter, uh, pretty interesting stuff. It's kind of sad because you, you know that there are some places that are maybe 
not exactly like that, but it's not far-fetched. Yeah. We're not going to know about them. You no. think that's going to make it to the news? Never. Never. Yeah. Uh, to think that there was something other than cocaine in South America. <laughs> <clears throat> about that. Yeah. This is not actually a cocaine movie. Not cocaine. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. So I, know, I know you thought I it thought, was for a I second. I thought it was. I thought it was for a second. I was uh, I was I was grossly incorrect, but um, that was that was a really fun movie to kind of come to, especially uh, after a really long hiatus. Uh, action doesn't just have to come from throwing punches and uh, hurtling over things, uh, which is which is a lesson that I am slowly learning. <laughs> but uh, just the tense uh, exchanges, the very real feelings that you can. Uh, see portrayed from the characters as well oh yeah a lot of it is like shown like told through like characters expressions yep um get a lot of like nonverbal stuff and the way it's shot the camera tells you like what's going on basically yeah uh, exceptionally well acted from every every single person and uh i would say like the ending is pretty fucking good too uh yeah it's it's got a definitive ending, I would say. Haven't even um haven't even mentioned the fact that this film is scored by fucking Tangy D. Yeah, Tangerine Tang- Dream. Tangy D. <laughs> uh, which if you if you know they they only did bangers for movies. Only and only bangers ever bangers. Go watch uh go watch Thief. Oh. Like one of like Michael Mann's first movies. Yeah, oh, uh, that's something I'd really like to actually watch. Uh, James Ken, I got it. Yeah, well, we've we've got a podcast that covers movies, Brent. We could uh, we could we we could cover Thief together. Perhaps, 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 or uh, or I could just be like, fuck it, the trust. Let's let's talk about Elijah Wood and Nicholas Cage again. <laughs> yeah, why not again? Um, Nick Nick Cage fan pod. Yeah. Uh, that's just, actually just uh, his face. I was gonna have mean to break it to you, but I, that's what Ooh. we're becoming now. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. No, as long as we never have to talk about Ghost Rider. Eventually, we'll the well will run dry. <laughs> the, oh no! I don't know, man. I th- I think he'll probably keep making movies for as long as he lives. But um, I sure hope so. Going back to Sorcerer, something that I also really liked was that uh. You're never really surprised by the how by how the characters act, because you know them so well. Uh, by the time you even are really spending time with them as a group, uh, because they never really act out of character. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the uh, some of the ideas that they come uh, come to are really inventive, but not out of the scope again of the character. Though it's now making me really wonder about the uh, the domestic terrorist with his idea and the obstacles that they uh, had to get through. I also oh, thought... Oh, no. Um, but, like, I guess, a bit of a spoiler here. And by a bit of it, it's kind of a big deal. Um, before they take off on the trip... Yes. When uh, Kasem yep. realizes that the old man's missing... Yes. Spoilers now. Yes. You you skip, you skip, <laughs> you wait. I'm gonna say, uh, give us like give us like five minutes. Yeah, I mean I just don't want to talk around the movies all. Yes. Um, he okay, goes bye. Back. Yeah. Bye bye. To find that the old man's throat has been cut. Yep. And knows right away who it is. Oh yeah. Like everybody. It's fucking, the fucking shady dude that's been sitting with around the massive in the drip. Yeah, with the <laughs> massive drip that stands out like a motherfucker. And um, he's been in the back of the scenes. That's how for he, like twenty minutes. That's how he invites himself onto the heist because he couldn't. Or sorry, the the, the job. Yes. Not the heist. 
because say payday two couldn't fucking cut it in the right. truck driving montage. Yeah. Um. And like he's ready to kill this guy. Yep. Even though like he wouldn't have been able to do it because he, I don't know. I think he's kind of he's a fighter. Yes. Uh, the the hitman. Who would have thought? Um, right. But Roy Scheider's character is just like we need another driver. Yeah. We like, need a right, guy that can at least literally spot. right. He's like, we gotta leave now. Like he just yeah. It's like despicable or desperate. Yep. You decide. Yeah. Cause like he's like you know I don't even give a fuck. Let's just do this fucking job yep. so I can never think about any of this fucking shit again. Yep. This yeah. Terrible, awful, it's horrible. Kind of just life. reminds you of uh, the the stakes and how desperate all the of them are. Yeah, like to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah, so um, while we're while we're here talking about spoilers, how about that fucking payload though? So, do you think truck driving aside, with the fucking massive shift changes and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, do you think that you could carry a fucking payload of oh I don't know, like say spoiled like spoiled nitroglycerin? Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> all the way across. You know, say like a. From, from uh, Independence to like I don't know Winthrop through all the uh, windy S roads and maybe a possible uh, heavy turn onto a country access road and uh, <laughs> back Why onto not? a highway. No, because I've never driven a fucking truck before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be the winch guy, I guess. I'd be the guy who directs. <laughs> yeah, some. No, I really like the scene though when yeah. uh, when uh, Serrano and uh, Kasam get to that like hairpin. They left the no for him. Jesus, yeah, that was so just, good. Yeah, just <laughs> good luck. He's like, you drive. Yep. It's like get in the fucking truck. Get in the fucking truck. <laughs> like, and yeah, just like seeing his face, just being like, all right, come on, let's go. Yeah, and uh, you know he gets his later where where uh, they, they come across a bridge that has already been crossed. Once before, by a massive, fat, heavy fucking truck, and like uh, also in the middle of like a fucking monsoon. Yeah, and just fucking the wood snapping, the the ropes just barely holding on. Oh man, so fucking good. It's also it's like you gotta wonder how they did it. And apparently, the the bridge was like carefully supported with like hydraulic suspension and like oh yeah yeah so like that was very well hidden yeah very well they able to because like at points you will see this truck uh pretty much diagonal yeah like or like 45 nearly, degree angle yeah. on the fucking rope bridge yeah like near nearly slipping in somehow not probably because of uh just weight distribution it's it got to be like one of the most like nuts. tense scenes in any movie. Yeah, and like during this monsoon and you've got one person outside the truck trying to direct how much <laughs> you need to turn the wheels so that you're not falling off the bridge, the wood well, under the so tires not falling off yourself. Yeah, and like uh, the tires splitting the wood and getting stuck and ugh. Fucking insane. So good. And there's so many different times where you're just like, okay, this truck is, it's, it's <laughs> gonna fucking slip, and there's gonna be a massive fucking explosion, and everyone's gonna fucking die. Uh, and the whole reason why they need this nitroglycerin, by the way, is because that oil derrick is still on fire. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the only way they that they to, can, there will be blood. It. Yep. <laughs> they need to. They need to give it too much power. <laughs> they need to overpower the fire, and explode it. And uh, it just kind of like, because, I mean, like, what are you gonna do? You gonna put a fucking fire cap on it? Hmm. You gonna get over there to that giant inferno somehow? Put a hot pot. Yeah, a little little hot pot handle on there. Nah, nah, you ain't you ain't got that. Yaint. But um. You just yaint. And and that's just it. Is is like they need like one box, one box is nitroglycerin to do the job, but they each instead have four. Three each. Three each? Mm-hmm. I thought it was four. I thought I always saw four boxes. Maybe I'm wrong, though. But uh, a really genius idea of using one of those boxes to uh, destroy a tree that was, like, oh, fucking, like, eight feet thick. 
and probably close to like 20 feet around or some bullshit just a massive jungle tree um and, and you see like every emotion that anyone would feel uh in that situation manic uh incredibly infuriated uh calm collected and then uh just like super sad <laughs> like you see just everything and you know of course calm collected you find this uh you immediately have an idea and just uh the engineering that came upon uh the uh terrorist fella to to make a fucking device that would be a time detonator basically yeah out of rocks uh, vines and and sticks and paper clips yeah it just fucking uh, makes this fucking sick ass time bomb to uh to blow up this massive tree so that they can continue on their uh, on their journey right after the harrowing fucking bridge scene man um the movie just doesn't stop after you get to the point where they're actually in trucks and uh i i can't imagine the movie without all the prequels as well oh yeah yeah and mm-hmm. just the a lot of uh, globe hopping. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but in the end, like totally fucking worth it, and um, also just every fucking twist and turn that the movie had was so fucking delightful and so enjoyable, and uh, again, just another film that I didn't necessarily try to uh, guess, you know, it just kept my full attention the whole time, which is really really nice. Being able to just kind of like let go of that shit and be like, okay, yeah, yeah. so let's, uh, let's enjoy it. Um, yeah, uh, to think that this went so unnoticed when it came out is kind of criminal. Yeah, and you said it was uh, you. You gave a little fun piece of uh, trivia information, which is uh, something that I really love. Um, so it was like you gave me like a bouquet of flowers there, Brent. Um, you said this was Stephen King's favorite film. Yeah, apparently he's been quoted. I, mean, I don't know that you know, we would still say that today, obviously, but... Right, I mean, it's been many years, so... I kind of wonder why, though. I think he likes trucks. He did make Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, he did make Maximum Overdrive. It's true. I wonder uh, I wonder if we go back to uh, watch the, uh, the terrible Maximum Overdrive if one of them says Sorcerer on it. <laughs> would not Would not actually doubt it. Or it has, like, a goofy uh, goofy demon etched on it. And, like, ACDC's blasting in the background. Burn him out. Burn him out. I'm not going to try and do Brian Johnson's voice. I can't. Yeah. Can't. Meanwhile, I've just been watching, like, Marvel movies, and every time fucking Iron Man shows up, it's just like, oh, God. He's, he's blaring dad rock. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Help. But, yeah, Hem- I am... Um, I, I think that that's pretty much all I got for Sorcerer, other than the fact that I obviously really fucking enjoyed it. It whips ass. It really does. That's the short and, review. Uh, as soon as you kind of told me, like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, William Friedkin, uh, he's the uh, director here. I'm like, oh, well, now I'm, like, that much more excited about it. Um, so if you watch this and you didn't watch uh, um, To Live and Die in L.A., you should go back and watch that. Um and then, obviously, if you feel like it, you can listen to our episode on it. We really enjoyed that, too. Uh, that's definitely up there in some of my favorite movies I've, I've been, ever seen. I've been wanting to watch it again. I see my case on, like, on my like, cabinet dresser or whatever the fuck, and I'm just like, mm. Yeah. And I know, like... Uh, I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot, too. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> and I know that we both have a, a soft spot for, like, cop noir. Yeah. But yeah, uh, obviously completely different tone here. So it's kind of fun because it shows uh, that directing ability and range that Friedkin has um, between... Like it's stupid how good he is. Yeah. I mean, I I don't... I've never directed... Sorcerer, Exorcist, and To Live and Die in L.A. are all so fucking vastly different. He had a really hard time making this movie. He was... It's a lot of like uh, back and forth with like studio execs and like yeah um i can't imagine did that in the conditions yeah uh like you said there was a fucking hurricane at one point that straight up like uh, destroyed a set yeah like blew it away yeah that probably not 
too many movies. I imagine you can probably like write a book on just the production of this movie. That's something that I would actually be really interested <laughs> in, but it will probably never be written, sadly. <laughs> Unless it's done by that strange naked boy that we see in a random oh, yeah. shot. There's a yeah, kid hanging dong in the movie. Yeah, that was um, not that specifically, but a couple of the cutaway shots this film had uh, were a little confusing to me. The just kind of like random cutaway shot to the dictator or um, right after the robbery. <laughs> Apparently, um, the, one of the photos they used in like the office was of like one of the studio execs. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> so they look like a dictator uh-huh. to like antagonize him. Yeah, he intentionally did that. Well, uh, iconography. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot iconography. And a kind of a chilling uh, reminder of today's climate. Without getting too into it, but right. there's like uh, like spray paint with like the dictator's face like plastered on a wall, and just yep. says like four años más. Yep. Yeah. That's four. That's four years. Four more years for people who don't know. Yeah. And that's just uh, just kind of chilling to think about right now. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Unidos Hacer uh, Cuatro Años. It's like not at all like uh, say from my from my long ago Mexican Spanish be like creating unity four more years yeah. be like okay under an iron fist I'm sure and yeah with I mean, a corrupt police and militia force yeah literally the whole movie you see just people living in squalor and and then a lot of people not yeah. And being able to do exactly whatever the fuck they want to. Pretty fucking disgusting. I mean, like, we literally see a man sleeping almost naked in pig shit. Yeah. You know, just because, like, where else is he going to go? And there's there's plenty of places like that. Like a police force that's, like, so corrupt, they pretty much just, like, yeah, that's... I'm a fucking, yeah, like, I'm, I'm an illegal yep. immigrant. And also, uh... I'm living under assumed identity, and they're just like... Oh. Exactly. They're like, uh, what's, uh, what's that shit you got on you? I like that. Give that to me. Yeah. That's mine now. Easy. Easy to fucking, uh, just feel for these, uh, overall bad characters. Yeah, I mean, none of them are really good people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I always enjoy a movie that's just like, uh, the main characters are awful. They're <laughs> bad people. Yeah. You're going to like them. We're going to make you like them. One of the reasons, yeah. Uh, to Tamir um, Atenche. Yeah. How he's talked about Barry Lyndon. To bring, yep. come back to that. How, like, with most period pieces or, like, period epics, they never really... It's He said it was just so refreshing to see a mm-hmm. movie about a piece of shit living in these yeah. times. Yeah. But, like, also, like, a very human and very... Like complex characters. Yeah, too. I don't think that I've loved a, a fucking gigantic asshole as much as I have loved Barry Lyndon. <laughs> uh, Redmond Barry Lyndon. Redmond Barry. Yeah, I just great, uh, great. really fucking like that character. He's just roguish enough, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why we like Scanlan so much. He's just roguish enough. And uh, he just never gets rid of his fucking super downturned hat. Yeah, like he's gonna like f- like fling his coat open and pull out a little Chicago typewriter. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that was the five minute mark. We're past. Um, well past that. Yeah, well, well past. Well it, past that. Probably. So, I don't know. But uh, don't take our spoiler warnings too seriously. Right. I'm not gonna go. <laughs> I'm not right. gonna go and tell you what uh, it's like. Like you should probably just like take our word that you know it's a good movie and go watch it some so yeah people, sorry some spoilers for you know a almost 50 year old movie yeah it, it was uh it was good then it's good now you should check it out it's about the journey not the destination yes that's that's very true uh as in greek mythology as uh forward in time as well as backward it's 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 good stuff it's good stuff and uh like pretty much any other blu-ray that we end up watching it really well very vibrant yeah very well cleaned up very well cleaned up. I I wasn't sure because uh, I follow William Freakin on Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is kind of weird. Important that you, important knowledge right there. Yeah. Uh, there was some release of the Blu-ray, which I don't even know if I got the right one. But it was, there was like one release of it. I didn't look into it enough when I was purchasing it. But it's like, don't fucking buy this release. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if I got the good. I one. I wonder or the why. Bad one. 
Yeah, I don't remember. It's I mean, this was like years ago. Right. Yeah. So good luck. Good luck finding out which one is the one you don't buy. I don't know. Maybe a Google search will help you out. Yeah, I didn't really put that effort in, but it was the only release I could find. So I was hoping that like maybe the other one was like shifted out. Right. It's kind of like disappeared. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it'll find me. <laughs> yeah, and that's just that it's um. There's not there's not too many like kind of uh, what I would call like goofy uh, notes of the time where like sometimes seventies uh, eighties movies will just like oh man I don't want to say uh, how do I want to put it almost like an atmospheric thing that dates the movie you know what I mean like oh that is a, that is a very eighties thing to happen or a very seventies thing to happen. I think that the closest thing would just be the strange characters who exist solely to just set the mood in the background. Because <laughs> uh, like, like the there's... party members is kind of like what I came to mind when I saw them. Like, yeah, black suit, red tie. Yeah, black suit, red tie. Very, very high contrast to everything else. You're supposed to pay attention to them, but they they actually bear no. They just stand there and look menacing. Yeah, very menacing actually. You never, you don't know what they're gonna fucking try and do. But yeah, um, kind of like the, uh, it's like they're always watching. Yes, actually, and you can't see their eyes. Kind of a kind of dictatory, kind of dictatory, a little, little spoopy. But yeah, I think that's what I've got on the sorcerer. I liked it. You should you should check it out. I hope you like it too. It's it fun. is. It, it whips ass. It slaps. It mm. fucks. There's a lot of characters with drip. There's <laughs> some drip in this movie. Yep, you You've see the transition of many characters, uh, from uh, from fine to terrible to fine, and to terrible for some, for some of them. It's uh, it's very interesting. Pretty fun stuff. Uh, I guess in short. Um, and at, you thought your job was bad. Oh God. Yeah, uh, in short and in closing, uh, I have been doing well and uh, keeping well entertained with the video games and uh, painting minis for the D&D and just enjoying hobbies in general. Things are, things are good. Things are good on my end. I think that uh, the, the break that we had wasn't necessarily out of necessity, but just um, coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Just born straight of coincidence. I was just saying, like, shit, it's been, like, a whole fucking month since we've done, like, over a month. Yeah. We should probably do an episode. Right. Well, like, last year we decided that June didn't exist, yeah. so we've deleted that, that month from from the... Yeah, exactly. It's It no longer exists. Jorn. Jorn? Yoon. Jort. Yoon. Um, yeah, shit, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. What it. did you like most about it, Brent? The movie? Yeah. Um, hmm. That quick three-frame picture of uh, Friedkin's balls that they snuck in? Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was Power good. move. Yeah, I like that his nuts actually look like hyper-detailed feet from DeviantArt. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. On that note... I think, uh, I think we're out of here. Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I think these two cats need some need some bedtime, and that cat in between us is definitely passed out. Yeah, I gotta do my delirious drive home with oh, a Tangerine God. Dream soundtrack. Ooh, yeah. Uh, can I be the the dead guy in your in your passenger <laughs> seat, laughing at you and reminding <laughs> you that you'll never get home safe and welcome to purgatory, motherfucker? Yeah, and also, yeah, the the mob's still after you. They've been dying, San Pazzo. <laughs> Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's Puerto Rico. That's what they're trying to... I don't know. Something like that. Sorcery. It fucking rules. Check it out. It's very underrated. It's only recently... I mean, and those who've seen it know what it's like. They know. This this film fucks. Slaps. It fucks and sucks. It is It is literally a uh, <laughs> a, a wet... Yet somehow unused flashlight duct taped <laughs> to a muffler <laughs> on high power. <laughs> <laughs>